Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Authentic Woman. This is your host, Shannon Fisher, and I am very excited to welcome my guest today, Dr. Nancy Lee, to discuss National Women's Health Week. Dr. Lee is the Director of the Office on Women's Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and she's here to share some excellent information with us about National Women's Health Week, which is May 10th through 16th, 2015, and it starts on Mother's Day. Before we get into all of the information about National Women's Health Week, I'd like to tell you a little bit about Dr. Lee. Prior to leading the Office on Women's Health, she worked with the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention for more than 22 years. She's got extensive experience in the field of women's health. She received her undergraduate degree with high honors from the University of Texas and also graduated with honors from Baylor College of Medicine. She completed her residency at the University of Pennsylvania, and she is board certified in internal medicine. Dr. Lee has published more than 95 articles in well-respected medical journals, with her research having been focused on cancer prevention and control, specifically early cancer screening for cancers of the reproductive system. And I feel so fortunate to have her expertise here today. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Dr. Nancy Lee. Dr. Lee, welcome. And thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So this is the 16th annual National Women's Health Week that's been led by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. What are the goals of your office for this week? Thank you for that question because it's the most important thing around National Women's Health Week. We want to encourage women to make their own health a priority. We know that too often women are so caught up in taking care of their families, their children, that they forget that they have to watch out for their own health. So we want them to understand the steps that they can take to improve their own health. There are many things that they can do, but it really comes down to five things. First, we want to make sure that they visit their health care provider, either a doctor or a nurse practitioner, for regular checkups at least once a year and get their preventive screenings. We want them to eat healthy. We want them to remain active, as active as they can be, Pay attention to their mental health. This is so important, including managing the stress in their lives and one that I really need to work on, getting plenty of sleep. And we, of course, want them to avoid unhealthy behaviors. I'm always reminding people, don't smoke, and if you do smoke, figure out how to quit. But also make sure you wear a seatbelt, and a more recent problem is don't text and drive at the same time. Sure. I mean, you don't think about these things as being kind of dangerous behaviors, but not wearing a seatbelt or a a bike helmet really kind of increases your chance of of injury in a large way. Now, so National Women's Health Week, it begins on Mother's Day, which is May 10th, and goes through May 16th. Is there a significance to starting it on Mother's Day? Well, absolutely, because we're already thinking of the women in our lives on Mother's Day. So we want to really focus on women as caregivers in our families, Um, their partners, their kids, their parents. They do all of this. And when they're taking care of somebody else, as I said earlier, they're forgetting about their own health sometimes. So we kick off National Women's Health Week on Mother's Day to encourage women to make their health a priority. And You know, you could give them flowers and chocolate. I love chocolate. But you can think about giving them things that will help their own health. So buy them passes to the gym or to a yoga class. Give them a certificate for a new pair of running shoes or walking shoes. Ask them to take a walk with you. That's a great idea. 
Yeah, when my kids were younger on Mother's Day, which is just one day, I used to go to a wonderful garden tour in Atlanta with my best friend. We did this for years, and we'd stop and have lunch. And my husband gave me the gift of having Mother's Day for me. That's fantastic. So rarely do we stop and focus on self-care. That you know, mm-hmm. if we can if we give that gift to our mothers on that day, I think that's a. That, so do you start on Mother's Day every year? Every year it starts, and this is the 16th year. It's grown and grown and grown, and and really we're so proud. It sort of has a life of its own now. This is, the, as I said, it's the 16th year. That is wonderful, and it's it's so important to get this information out there. So Monday, May 11th, is National Women's Checkup Day, which is a reminder for every woman to schedule, as you put it, the annual Well Woman Visit. Now, so when you say well woman, do you mean a visit for a gynecological exam or with a family doctor for an overall health check or or both? It could be both or one of them. It's not just always one thing that you have to do. And especially getting your preventive screenings, sometimes those have to be done over a series of several weeks at a time. So who who, who is the person that you could sit down and talk to about your own health concerns, about your health plans. We we see this as a conversation for you to have with your doctor or nurse, your gynecologist, your internist, to talk about the goals that you have going forward and also to discuss with uh, that person the screenings that you might need. For example, if you want to uh, really work on stopping smoking, your healthcare provider can give you advice on how to do that. It's sure. not just it's not just a blood pressure check and a pelvic exam. It really is a conversation. You know, you can talk about your family history and, you know, just all the things that you you think you need to talk about. You can also get advice on weight loss, weight gain, a, a better diet. And if you're worried about paying for your well woman visit, don't be. Most private health insurance plans must cover the appointment along with the preventive care services, without requiring you to pay anything. This means that the visit can be free, even if you haven't met your yearly deductible. And this is an outgrowth of uh, one of the requirements of the Affordable Care Act. Oh, that's wonderful. And that's really an incentive for people to, to make those appointments, because a right. lot of people can't afford to go to the doctor. And and it, it's great that these preventative screenings are uh, are now accessible to everybody. And that communication that you were talking about, it's so important. And it's so important that you feel comfortable talking to your doctor. Um, right. You know, a lot of people go in and they just, they, they clam up and don't feel comfortable talking about any problems they're having or questions they have. What can we all do, men and women, to encourage the women in our lives to go talk to the doctor and, and get these important exams and screenings? A very big one is to say on Mother's Day, mom or wife or or daughter, please call tomorrow and make an appointment for a well woman visit. And really encourage and say, I want you to do this. I want you to take time. And, And then figure out things that you can help the woman in your life do to be healthy and to take care of herself. And as I said earlier, you know, eat healthy, get plenty of exercise, manage your mental health and and stress, and avoid unhealthy behaviors. And as a as somebody who loves the woman in your life, you can give them support for that. 
yeah, that's very it, it's very important to give them room and time to go and and make their health a priority. Now, give them have, the encouragement to do that. Yeah, yeah. You you have on your on your website. Uh, I think it's specific to to this year. You've got a lot of health information that's broken down by age, decade by decade, listing the things that women can do uh, every decade to live a healthier lifestyle and and the screenings that they can do at different times. So why is it important to break it down by age? Well, we call that our ages and stages approach. And we did that because women's health needs change as they age. Now, of course, some of them don't. We've already said you've got to eat healthy, you've got to get plenty of exercise. And, and, you know, there are some parts of a physical exam that need to happen every year, such as checking your blood pressure. But when, what we need in our 20s is, not, is different from what we're going to need in our 60s, for example. Uh, so women in their 20s through their 40s, we all know this, need to be thinking about their reproductive health, such as choosing the right birth control or getting enough folic acid if they're planning to get pregnant. So this is one of the things that when you go to your well woman visit, you can talk to your doctor or your nurse about what your plans for the next year are, whether or not you want to get pregnant, because you're going to do things differently depending. And you want to make sure, if, for example, you, if you're not, if you don't want to be pregnant, in the near future, that you're on a highly effective method of birth control. When we hit our 50s, we have to get important cancer screenings, for example, such as those for colorectal cancer. And there are different kinds of vaccinations that you might want at that time. So all of this information is on our website, which is womenshealth.gov, and we even have fact sheets that you can print off and take to your doctor's appointment so that you can uh, remember all the different things that you need. So we have a fact sheet for each decade of life. That's wonderful. And we can also, uh, anyone listening can go and print that out and take it to their mother on Mother's Day. (laughs) Wrap it up with a little bow. That's right. That's one of the ways that we can encourage them to get those screenings. Exactly. In front of them. Well, I'm excited to see that the focus is on both physical and mental health, because I think far too often the focus of women's health campaigns has been entirely on the physical when emotional and physical health seem very intertwined. So in what ways does a woman's emotional health affect her physical well-being? I think we've all experienced this and seen it in the, in the people around us, that if you're stressed, if you're not managing your mental health, you're gonna, your, your body is going to take a toll on that. And when you're in a good mental state, it's easier for you to take care of yourself physically. It's easier to get the exercise you need, to get healthy food, to get enough sleep. These things are very intertwined. So, for example, the food you eat can have a direct effect on your energy level and your mood. Regular physical activity has been shown time and time and time again to help with the symptoms of depression and anxiety. Also, regular physical activity helps you with your sleep. Your body needs time to rest and to heal, and sleep can help with that. So this is all important for us to to keep track of and to manage the stress in our lives. This is not always simple. I don't want to make light of how difficult this can be for people. So if you're having trouble coping, you should talk to a doctor, your family, friends, or your minister, or any other supportive person that you may have in your life. Definitely. A support system is, uh, is, is so important to, to emotional well-being. Nobody wants to, to feel like they're, they're kind of hanging out there by themselves. Right, right. Um, 
So what can a woman do in addition to talking to trusted people and and making sure that they're getting enough physical exercise to tire themselves out so that they can get good rest? What can they do to reduce their stress level? One very important thing is getting a lot of exercise. If you're not an exercise person, just start walking, small steps. Mm -hmm. And then find something that you can give to somebody else. Take your mind off your troubles by helping with somebody else's troubles. So a volunteer job, for example, that always helps to get out there. If you're feeling isolated, there are many other people that are feeling isolated, and there are many places in our communities where we can help those people, and that'll help ourselves. And the important thing about all of this is not to feel guilty. You know, consider it an order from your doctor. Right, definitely. And it is so true that helping others really kind of raises your vibration and and, and makes you feel more vital and more connected. I've never heard that as a health suggestion before. That's a really, really good suggestion. I I think it's what helps a lot of people Mm -hmm. because it it gets them out of themselves and and into thinking about others and and having fun with others. Because once you start helping people, you're ha- having fun. And that's going to sure, reduce Sure, and success. you're not connected to your cell phone or your laptop. You're, right, <laughs> you're right. unplugged and fully present, right. which is uh, a, right. a, good, a good way to be in this day and age. So with the focus on being active and, and setting goals to live a healthier lifestyle, uh, we live really busy lives. And so what is the number one thing a busy woman can do to increase her activity level and get that blood flowing? If I were to choose one, it would have to be take small steps so that you you don't have to increase your activity goals too quickly. It's about doing simple things. And this is a big one, parking farther away from the entrance to the store or your job. It doesn't hurt to walk mm-hmm. another block to the bus stop. <laughs> you know, those, sure. those are all good things. Um, get up during your lunch break and walk around. Stand up. We have people in the office here who who try to stand and work at mm-hmm. their at their workstation for a while. Those oh. extra movements were, are all going to add up. So get active, but don't try to do it too quickly because if you do it too quickly, you're going to overdo it and you're not you're not going to you're going to back off. So many people make New Year's resolutions to get healthy. They right. join a gym. They go five times a week for a month and then they stop going because they exactly. think I can't do. Exactly, and they've taken on too much, and that increases the stress in their lives for sure. Definitely, yeah. We've got to keep a a good level of activity that doesn't increase stress. So where can people go to learn more about the things that we've talked about, more about National Women's Health Week, and what they can do on National Women's Checkup Day? Well, our website, which is womenshealth.gov, is a great resource. And as I said, it has our ages and stages effort where you can print off a resource to take with you to your doctor to help with the discussion. The website also has enormous amounts of information on common health concerns that women have. There's a, You just search on it and you can find all kinds of information there. So it's, it's just good if you don't know about womenshealth.gov to get familiar with it. It's written for, for women. It's not written for professionals. And so we try to make sure that it, things are written in a way that, that people can understand them. Uh, My team is just really great. They do a great job on that website. We also have tools and resources for women 
for people who want to talk about National Women's Health Week on social media. We have pre-written Facebook messages, tweets, and web banners. So if the women in your lives are big on social media, it's a great way to reach them. And we also have a hashtag if you if you do Twitter, NWHW. So those are all kinds of things that, at the website, and, and there's even more that you can explore. That's wonderful. And for those of you who don't know how to use a hashtag, you just do the, the pound sign and then the NWHW, and when you click on it, it will list all of the tweets uh, that have to do with NWHW. Now, you also have a thunderclap that is uh, happening on Monday, May 11th. How does that work? Go to the website, and you can sign up for it. What will happen is at a specific time, if you sign up for it, you will put in your social media information in there. And there are these pre-written messages that will be sent out to everybody who's signed up. So it'll be a big way to get the message out about National Women's Health Week. All at one time to get the topic trending. That's that's Right, right, right. So there are so many ways to reach people and connect with people. Correct. We have, we have a very, our Office of Women's Health has a very active Twitter following. We have over a million, and then it's just been a very successful way for us to get out messages about women and girls and their health. That is wonderful. Everybody go follow them. So is there anything else that you'd like to tell the listeners about how to build a healthier life? I just want to make sure that women walk away from this conversation knowing that it's important to make their own health a priority. Make it simple and pick just one thing that you could do today to be a little bit healthier. And then tomorrow, do that thing again or pick another one. And just keep doing that every day. You'll see over time the benefits. Fantastic advice, one step at a time. Well, Dr. Lee, thank you so, so much for being here today. I appreciate your time and I appreciate your willingness to share all of this information about National Women's Health Week. Again, I appreciate, Shannon, your interest in this whole topic and in making sure women make their own health a priority throughout the year, not just this one week. Definitely, and thanks for all you do at the Office on Women's Health. Thank you. Um, This is Shannon Fisher on The Authentic Woman, and my guest today has been Dr. Nancy Lee from the Office on Women's Health from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And please, everyone, go go to all of the resources we've discussed in this podcast and make your health a priority. Dr. Lee, thank you so much. Thank you.